On today's episode of the Senior Quotes Sports Podcast, we talk a whole lot of football because for once, since the summer, we kind of don't have a ton of sports going on. Uh, also, we do a top five of sports-related video games, and of course, of course, we get a little bit of Bachelorette talk. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Senior Pro Sports Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Big Picture Sports Group. I'm your host, Aiden Roderick, joined, as always, by Jack Coleman. And Jack, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's a weird, weird night. Obviously, we have the election, and, you know, we're not really going to talk about that tonight. I think there's way too much stress and emotions tied with it right now that, you know, we're here to provide a little release, a little sports release yep. in the middle of the week when you guys are hearing this, um, and hopefully... You know, whoever you like is uh, the one who comes out on top. But for the meantime, <laughs> we're not going to worry about that. We're going to go back to fake sports world. Nothing really matters here. And, <laughs> you know, this is the first time in a while, I think, that it feels like there just isn't any sports on, which is weird. It's because been a, the last yeah. time I really felt this way was over the summer. And, I mean, I guess the election in itself is kind of a sport <laughs> in the way they talk about it. Even. Yeah. So... You know, you can get your sports kicks through that. You can technically bet on it if you want. But for now, we're kind of limited on sports tonight. It's kind of weird. No, I mean, first of all, to clarify, this is being recorded before the results of the election have been reported, so we have no idea what's going to happen tonight. I predict without this week. Yeah, we, you know, we both, actually, no, (laughs) I'm not even going to joke about that. But yeah, uh, shout out Kanye. He's never voted in his life until this year, and he voted for himself. So what what a fun fact there to start off the show. But that's all the politics you guys are going to get. Um, in terms of sports, yeah, literally we, I don't think there's been a night or a week where there's been so little going on in the sports world since July or June or whenever it was until, you know, baseball started up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just lucky that we got three months of so much different action and we still have stuff to talk about, mostly football focused, but, um, we will get to it, but yeah, it, it is a really wild thing to think like, wow, uh, this is the first time in three months where I'm missing sports. Like they yeah. really shoved it down our throat after the four months we missed of them so uh we'll do our best here with what we've got uh it'll probably be a bit of a shorter episode we'll finish with the top five straight off the top of both of our heads about favorite let's do favorite sports video games uh it doesn't have to be there could be different franchises it could be specific editions we'll we'll make it up as we go but before that we've got three quotes each and i think you can start your first yeah, one Jack. i'll start yeah. us off here um you know like we were talking about it's all gonna be pretty much football related Um, So I'll get in with this first one right now. So happy to hear from so many touched by the beaming pride slash emotion of a father getting to call his son making a memorable big play. Truly blessed. Post-game visit was special. Yeah, this is ESPN anchor Joe Tessitore about uh, John Tessitore, I guess. It's weird calling him John Tessitore. Sweet baby Tess, baby. This was it. (laughs) This was the play he'd been waiting for his entire career. So I guess I was correct. boom. (laughs) What a... (laughs) <laughs> so I don't even know where to start right now yeah. because obviously this is Boston College. You were right. All this right. is John Tessitore <laughs> of Boston College. His dad Joe Tessitore making the doing the call um, on game day between Clemson and BC. And for one, that was a special moment. But the game at large was just such a special feel and vibe around campus. It was going well. It went better than anyone thought it would. 
Um, and it was truly, truly a fun game. You know, tr- without Trevor Lawrence, yeah, there's a true. lot to be discussed there uh, right. in terms of how it actually would have went with him playing. But our offense looked good. And Trevor Lawrence, the last time I checked, is not a cornerback. He's a quarterback. Right. So we were doing all right. Uh, but that play in particular with the – basically how should I describe it? It was a – was it a punt or just a normal kick? I kind of forget. It was gonna be a. It was gonna be a field goal. Field we were goal. in field goal range, yes. but it was a bit long. So Bumeri's ready to kick. Tess is there holding, and we see a guy like our go furthest out, out tight end right? go wide yeah. to the left, and then after that, because he has to be one at a time, a guy goes wide to the right. But then at the same time, Tess runs to snap, and Bumeri runs up like right behind him. So it wasn't like a like a halfback thing. It was clearly all messed up but that was kind of the beauty of it is that the Clemson defense was like what the heck is going on so they jumped and that was really all BC wanted I don't think we were going to send Tess on a QB sneak because he would have gotten oh he would have destroyed he, he would have <laughs> but like, he did his job you know? <laughs> this was like the happiest call in probably all of college football on Saturday yeah and it easily, if he had done the QB sneak, could have been the worst. Yeah. Could have yeah. been his dad just being like, John oh Tessitore my just God. got lit up. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, the moment was truly special. I, that never really gets to happen. Yep. And Joe on the call, I've, I've talked about this a little bit. There's a moment in it where, and this is something as commentators that, you know, I kind of picked up on, was that there's a, there's a flash second where he doesn't even realize necessarily um, the personal connections to the play mm. in regards to his son. So he doesn't even necessarily realize that it's his son right. who is making this play. Right. And he's basically just calling it how he sees it. He's yeah. locked into the to calling the football game like he always is. And so you hear him say John Tessitore kind of fast, just yeah. kind of off the cuff. Yeah. And then the excitement in his voice just grows from that point, especially when they get... Clemson to jump too yeah so incredible moment so so awesome but really I bring it up because I want to talk about this game and how impressive BC looks yeah no they did so I was <laughs> I was sleeping when the ball was kicked off and what I woke up to was you and Dan our roommate cheering because we had scored the first touchdown so I had to get up I had to and obviously I was going to watch the game um but honestly, at the same time, I was thinking, well, they have a five-star quarterback backing up Trevor Lawrence. It's just going to be the same thing. But at the same time, after interviewing BCD last week, she told us it was a blue moon. Not a full moon, a blue, blue moon, moon, right? Yeah. So it was like once in a blue moon, we have this chance. And it seemed like everything was kind of rolling in our favor leading up to the game. The fact that we scored first, we kind of applied that pressure. And uh, DJ Uyunglele, I think I got. Uyunglele? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that's, that's what it is. Um, he looked a little, Hey, uh, so he, he had a bit of a slow start, you know, so I, it really just all went BC's way. We scored 28 points against them in the first half. That's the most we scored against them. I think in at least 10 years or something, we did it in a half. So of course we scored zero points in the second half and blew it. Like that's the summary. It was a tail two I mean, halves. If you, if you look at the box score end of the day, we played them closer than anyone else this season. Right. Our offense looked incredible. In the first half. In the first half, yes. Phil was on fire. In the first in half. In the first half. <laughs> Again, it, like, so much of what I have to say about this team is the first half because, yeah. you know, there was a shot there where it felt like we were going to win. It, ESPN, the, their uh, winner predictor thing that they have yeah. on their app, had us winning uh, 62%. at, like, 62%. Yeah. yeah. So, very real, very fun. I 
we lost, but I didn't come away from that game feeling bad about it. I did. Well, no, I didn't feel bad about the team. I felt crushed and heartbroken and thinking we haven't beaten a ranked team. Is it still like it's five years or more? It might be more than that. And I like that was in the back of my head all of halftime. I got nervous because I really enjoyed the first half. And all these thoughts ran through my head, not the what if we beat the number one team in the nation, but more so what if we finally break this streak of beating, like we haven't won against a ranked team in who knows Did how long. Did we not beat a ranked team our freshman year? I don't think so. I, I think it was to get we into the top ranked. No, and yeah, we, I, we, we can look at that, but I'm pretty sure hmm. we were able to do that without beating any ranked teams. Um, regardless, though, it could be not beating anyone on the road, any ranked team, but I swear I think it's at all. And regardless, whether it's on the road or not, it was a streak that needed to be broken so that BC could elevate themselves, and that's what Halfley's done so far to this program, is elevate it. But that's the next big thing, and if we could do it by beating Clemson of all teams, even without Trevor Lawrence, that would have been such a statement, right? Yeah. No no, no ranked team in 2018, no right? Ranked team. There you go. So, that was all running through my head, and I got really nervous because what's Dabo Sweeney good at? Adjusting. You know, it was that halftime adjustment, and we clearly couldn't keep up with that you know we just expected things to go the same way they did in the first half of course they did not Clemson comes out quick into the second half and ends up beating us by I believe three was it six I don't even it It was was six six. they beat us by six yeah regardless we played great we more than covered the spread and I was just impressed by the team as a whole however it feels like it feels like a whole different team and the same old program at the same time well I See, Look, I'm excited. I, like, I don't want people to take this the wrong way and say that I'm not excited about the future because I still think we're going up and up. But it just felt like same old BC, how we lost. And I just didn't feel like it was near comfortable at halftime, despite how great things are going for us. So uh, I think my take on that is three things here. One, last year playing Clemson, we lost 59-7. to no, yeah, I know. Losing so by different. six to me so different. doesn't feel like same old BC. Also, being the team to play them closest doesn't feel like old BC. Also, it this team is technically still not fully Halfleys because the recruits brought in. That's fair. Or the recruits who are currently on this team as starters are not his recruits. Yeah. You know, he didn't necessarily get them. Obviously, Phil, he did. But... You know, all of that is coming within the next couple of years. I, I don't necessarily know if next year is the year. The year after, though, I uh, coming off the news today, we got a, a pass rush guy out of uh, Alabama. Wow. We're taking Southern guys now. Yeah. We're branching out. Like, this is big. This is big for the program. I think the way Halfley has managed COVID, how he's managed the culture, how he does not give up, how he also does not want moral victories right is all things that have to be considered by any top recruit now yeah and i think bc will become the powerhouse of the acc i'm banking on wow. it it's not even wow, wow. bias and this is without notre dame being in our conference okay because this year is kind of weird yeah but if clemson loses out on dabo too which there had been talk about mm-hmm. you know this is kind of like a little extra side piece to make my hot take a little nicer okay okay but if they lose out on Dabo, I see no reason why we can't move up. All the all the the media, uh, a bunch of the media, is telling or is saying that we are, you know, a completely different team. That Halfley is coach of the year. All these different things. I hope so. Yeah. I it's upward trajectory, and I think it's going to work out well for us in the long run. Look, I I hope that your hot take comes correct, but I think this is one of the hottest takes you've given this year. <laughs> I'm riding with it because it's BC. What what I said is new, completely new team. 
within the same old program. You know, sure, we have a completely different athletic director, and our old athletic director as well, Martin Jarman, helped turn the, you know, a new leaf from our old athletic director before that. So, yes, that's all changing. But within that, the fact that we were up 28-10, and we lost, or we, the rest of the game, excuse me, they went on a 24-0 run to close it. That felt like same old BC. The fact that Jerkovic just forgot how to run the offense in the second half, same old BC. He's and young. I do think he got concussed at the end of that He's game, also young. and we shouldn't have sent him back in. First year here. Dennis Grossell play was sick uh, to keep yeah. the chains rolling, going in for one play because Jerk got hurt and couldn't continue. Just that's a rule, not that he was too hurt to go back in. And he makes, I think, the pass of his life, honestly. Listen, that was awesome. Two it's more same old BC. years. Give Phil I hope. I, I'm two praying. full more years. It's just... Good things haven't that's, come to this program in a long time. Year, man, I'm telling you, he's going to be lights out. He's going to be a he's no awesome. No, he's great. Doubt he's great. NFL quarterback. That's, I don't know. I'm yeah. riding with it. Okay. I'm fully riding with it. That is from the mouth of Frank Signetti, who had coached Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers, and he's saying he believes Frank Signetti is going to be an NFL quarterback. Frank Frank Signetti believes Jerkovic is going to be. Yeah. Did I not say that? No. Oh, that's okay, though. All right, flip them, <laughs> scratch that, reverse it, and flip them. There you go. <laughs> Frank Signetti believes that Phil Jones is going go. to be an NFL player. I hope so. He has the size. He has the NFL build at 6'5". Big Ben. He has the arm. <laughs> Phil Jerkerberger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is that the nickname? Remember we were going through yep. the nicknames? Of being I prefer yeah. Chestnut Phil. That's the best one. But Phil Jerkerberger is low-key <laughs> my, my, my side favorite. Roethlisberkovic, I think. I think it was Roethlisberkovic. Was it really? I think so. I like Jerkenberger. Jerkenberger doesn't really flow, but it's I funny. like it. I think it's funny. Phil Jerkenberger. Then we can claim Jerkenberger. Sure. Because I don't think I've oh, seen that gosh. anywhere else then. So Phil Jerkenberger <laughs> is the senior That's the nickname name. we ended up with. All right. Yeah. Okay. So look, great game. Like mm-hmm. we put up a fight against Clemson. I agree with you. That's so new. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not excited for this Halfley era. I just can't get my hopes up to the level of we're going to be the next powerhouse. I think Let powerhouse. alone... Let's just beat a ranked team. That's all I really want. Can it happen against Notre Dame? I think yes. It's just, I need to see it happen. I believe we have the talent. Can we just break that duck? That's all I'm saying. I'm going to say powerhouse or bust. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I think we are a top 25 team next season. I think that's possible. Fairly early on, if not preseason, depending on how things shape up. But that's possible. I'm going to say earlier on than is usually. Maybe we can win a bowl game this year. That would be cool. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't get rained out. You know, that seems to always happen to us. Uh, who knows, honestly. That See, that's what I'm saying. Is It's that BC program luck that's just never on our side, it seems, since the Matt Ryan era. You know, we need that. And I don't know where it's going. I don't know how to get it back, but maybe. I think this is the start of it. I think because... Yeah, this but is that starting feels, how we lost just feels but, like it's still not there. They're teasing us. But man. the thing was, it was Clemson. I know, I know, I know. Like I that know, loss isn't coming against any other team. If we start yeah. out that hot, that good, yeah. Maybe Notre Dame. Let's is the out, only other team. Let's figure out how to play. And the I half. still think we're getting yeah. a sneaky win against Notre Dame because it's so. Phil's old team. That's true. And it's a revenge game for him. And if he's ever yeah. going to be laser-focused, like Halfley says he is, it's yeah. going to be that game. Let's hope he's not concussed still is my big thing. Um, uh, he should be. It's it's a couple weeks away. Who knows, man. Well, um, we'll see how he plays this week, right? But uh, it's against Cuse. It uh, should be an easy win. Hopefully. It'll be a it nice is, recovery win. That would be. That's what we need. I'm banking on it now. It's a win. Put it's it just the book. fact that we played Texas State as close as we played Clemson. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. It's the Kings. The talent's it's there. It's working out. Yeah, it's yeah. a first year for half. I know. First year I'm just being. I'm just. I'm telling you, it's coming. Know, Most of the guests that we've talked to on this show who were from BC 
Yeah. Talk about the errors of awesome sports that they had. It's not like it's impossible to have good sports here. No, that's true. They're but coming. it's like, it was all like during the Big East era. You know, like that's been the weird change but, that we're cursed by. But it's that's like, the thing is Halfley is now a guy who can take over an ACC school and make it a powerhouse. And he wants to be here. Look, I love every piece on the team. I'm just saying it's the it's the black cloud above it that we need to get rid of. No, black cloud. no black cloud. No black cloud. I hope not. I hope not. Halfley's going to change the culture. He's already... It, you can start to see the after That's effects. That's certainly true. Into the other athletics. I think Jim Christian might be gone. So he's already on the hot seat in some article today. Even if he's out. not great. Yeah. How about he just takes some tips from Halfley? That would be nice. I think he should too. Yeah. But I, I this is not even my personal thing. He was... On the hot seat, as one of the top 25 coaches that are on the hot seat Ooh. in college basketball right, right now. Right. In this one article I read today on Twitter. So, you know, he needs to show out this year. Yeah. And hopefully the Halfley effect, at, like we talked to BCD, yeah. has, you know, kind of permeated into his program, uh, the True. basketball team. But if not, you know, this is Kraft's first year too. And yeah. that's a hire he can easily make and look good on. That's true. So, I think that's potentially the future of... BC basketball, more in general, BC athletics. I think it's an upward trend, and we're going to be good. There's certainly an upward trend. There. No, 100%. And there's a bright future. I, I, I think maybe it's that I got my hopes up Hockey too much number, freshman right, year. Two yeah, I know, I know, I know. And that, that that's just Jerry BC York. women's basketball went on a run before the tournament they was canceled. Did, they did, they did, they did. So, like... It's football, man. We need to turn. I need to see it in football. Like, we will. I, we have great. All we right, will. Okay. I'm right, guaranteeing right. it. I'm putting it all on the line. Okay. BC football, two years from now is going to be not a powerhouse, but a great team okay. and in five years a powerhouse. Please. That would be so awesome. I'm going to say it. Five years. That'd five so years awesome. from now. Powerhouse BC. All right. From one disappointing football loss to another. Tell me who said this, who it's about, what's it about. Getting so many texts throughout the game. Blank. Wide open. Oh. Wide open. Wide open. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I kind of just want to read like all of Go them. ahead. I mean, yeah. Given one chance in the fourth quarter, of course he comes down with the ball. He's blank. So underutilized as his blank, I cannot even watch with one eye open. Then like another paragraph, and then another paragraph. Yeah, who wait, a lot of paragraphs. Yeah, all right. I have this same one as well, so we can just cover this as one. But this yep. is Golden Tate's wife mm-hmm. about him not getting the ball except for a couple. Was it just the? I don't one? even remember him score like getting in the first quarter. In the fourth quarter, he had that crazy yeah, touchdown that to tie, awesome. yeah. or, or or to potentially tie to if potentially we got the two tie, point conversion. Yeah. We'll hold that for a second, but. Yeah, I'll check the stats. He either had one or two catches all night. And while I'm not the biggest Golden Tate fan, and I really think this is a terrible look considering the team he's on and that there's nothing really, not that there's nothing to play for, but the fact that we traded Odell because he was, you know, a bad egg, a bad attitude in the locker room, and then you, who's not nearly as good as Odell, you go out and do the same thing and... Like, what? What do you expect? Like, this that's the bad look part of it. But Golden Tate's wife is totally right. That's what I'll say. Um, is that he got no looks. No one got any looks. Darius Slayton was burning that one terrible Bucks cornerback who I'd never heard of until last night on every single play. And who wasn't throwing it to him? Daniel Jones. On a good night where Shane Lemieux comes in to replace Will Hernandez, the new young left guard looks awesome, makes Andrew Thomas actually look better than ever, and now you're thinking, wait, was it not Andrew Thomas? Was it Will Hernandez? What's the problem on this offensive line? It doesn't matter. They're playing well tonight against a great defense, the Buccaneers, who have JPP, who wants to have a revenge game against the Giants. Well, guess what? He's, you know, it doesn't matter how good the O-line is. Daniel Jones can't see down the field. The two times that he actually gets hit, he's like, nah, I'm going to still try to make the play, and you get picked off. I'm so mad about the Giants in a season where 
I knew we were going to be bad, and I want the best pick we can get, yet every single game they reel us in, halftime, they can't make adjustments, it's like they're BC, and we blow it. And last night was the last straw. I'm out on Daniel Jones. I am a hundred percent. There's my rant. There's my rant. Out on Daniel Jones as well. I let's bring it back for a second in terms of Golden yeah, Tate. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is a product of us not having a wide receiver one. Maybe because even if Golden Tate maybe was technically our wide receiver one, he's not good enough to like, be wide receiver one. That's true. But the catch so you made. So the thing is, when you have all these mediocre wide receivers all over the place. And, you know, that's not saying that I don't think that Darius Slayton can be good. I think he, he will He was so be. open so many times. He could have had a wide receiver one game last night. This is... Thing. So, but that's the thing, is yeah. we don't have a clear-cut one. It's this mix of all receivers who are all around this kind of weird same level somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daniel Jones being absolutely garbage. <laughs> He's trash. I am so out on the dude... I want to get ahead of this before it's too late. Yeah, true. Because I think there is enough people in the organization, this is why I want to get rid of Gettleman as well, because oh, he's going to want to keep Daniel Jones. Yeah. He's going to want to keep him around. He's not the answer, especially if we have a very high pick right. where we can get a Fields or a Trevor Lawrence. But that doesn't even help us because we need more stuff. Because guess what? Gettleman missed on another <laughs> pick. Like, that is why he needs yeah. to be fired. I know. He's yeah. garbage, okay? So... Daniel Jones was terrible. Literally throughout the entire game, he would do you, you could watch it. Ugh. He's in the pocket. Yeah. He drops back. He actually had time he for once. He looks only at one little area. Right. It's never you never see his head turn like Rogers does. You never see him look around. It's it's a little bob back and forth. He starts getting pressure, drops back further. Yep. Will move up at times to try and make some stupid throw. Yep. And every time that throw is into double, even triple coverage sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's picked off, or nearly picked off. Yep. Throw it out of bounds, dude. Yeah, can't... Yeah, like, throw yeah, it out. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. He's, he's garbage. And it's stuff now that I had been worried about when we had got him out of college. I had worried about in his first season, and it's still around, and I'm starting to think that it's just something that, like, you either get or you don't, yeah. and he does he not understand... Doesn't. How to throw the ball away. Jason Garrett has been emphasizing to throw the ball away. Yep. And he still doesn't get it. Yep. Like, I don't understand. I'm sold. I'm not sold. I'm out on yeah. him. I'm sold I've out sold him out. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, we both stood by him on draft day when people laughed at us for taking Daniel to. Jones. And we stood by him all of last year and starting this year. I said there are way too many holes. I started to fall off a little this yeah, year. Yeah, before me. That's true. And I said there's way too many holes to pick another quarterback. Blah, blah, blah. And that's true, but there's no choice when your quarterback's doing this. Like, it was someone on I, Twitter was saying, can we put Alex Tanny in? No, he's not even on the team anymore. Can we put Colt McCoy in? Anything would be okay, better yeah, than this. I'd rock with Colt It's McCoy crazy, I, and it, that wouldn't even do well for us. But <laughs> regardless, it would be. But yeah, so here's my take on it. Get Dave Gettleman out of here, and then let the new GM decide what to do. He can look at Daniel Jones and say, maybe there's something to salvage here. Maybe he needs a better team around him, which, to be fair to him, that could be true. Well, to be fair to him, last night, he was the problem. Everyone else around him was perfect. I but, but I will say, it's not the best team in the NFL. Not near. It's not the right team for you to develop and get better on. And he's been thrown into the fire ever since Eli looked terrible last year and couldn't play past two games. And yes... Daniel Jones started his career with a win over that same Tampa Bay team. Of course, they didn't have Tom Brady. He wasn't going up against a great. But we were in that game even more so than he had to do last year against the Bucs. 
All that to be said, if we hire Nick Casario or whatever his name is, the uh, Pats assistant, if we hire whoever, let them decide. And I'm guessing their decision is going to be, this is my team, I need my quarterback. And they'll bring in a new quarterback. I don't really know if I like Justin Fields. I think it'd be cool. I think a realistic target is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Yes, that's where Carson Wentz went. But I also believe that Carson Wentz with a better team would be a lot better right now. He wouldn't have gotten hurt so much. Um, his problem also is not throwing the ball away, but he just takes hits instead of throwing it to the receiver. Regardless, that's a, too much of a tangent. Draft somebody. I if, like Justin Fields. Sure. I'm going to put that out there Lance, in, in the world or, now. I like Justin Fields. Or maybe Kyle Trask rises up from Florida. Or, and knock on wood, or we don't win another game and get Trevor Lawrence. If we win one more game this year, we're not going to get Trevor, so I'll start rooting for us again. But honestly, I may root for losses for the next eight games because that's going to get... Dave Gettleman out of here, that's probably going to get Daniel Jones out of here, and that's probably going to get us Trevor Lawrence, unless the Jets really go 0-16 this year. So that, that's my take. The main takeaway, though, is that Gettleman needs to be fired. Because yeah. if you are rooting not even... You didn't even make a trade at the deadline. But there's so many players The thing away. is, you're not even, like, when you were just talking about that, yeah. you weren't even basically really saying tank for Trevor. No. It was tank to get Gettleman out of here, and tank to get that's, Daniel Jones out of here, yeah. Daniel Jones being his quarterback pick right. and Gettleman being the dude in the mirror every time he wakes up and brushes his teeth in the morning. So <laughs> both of them need to leave. They are garbage. Jason Garrett, I've also uh, been kind of questionable about. He was better but last night. He looked good. He drew up great plays. And that is what Jones I'm saying. Run. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was good play calling last night, I thought. The best of the year. The best, best of the year, year, hands down. Better Arguably, the, maybe the even the past two years. Maybe. Um... We had the offensive line looking great. Shane Lemieux. The defense has been pretty good this year. Yes, and that's what I will say. Gettleman brought in Blake Martinez this year. He brought in James Bradbury this year. He picked Xavier McKinney. I think he knows how to build a defense. It doesn't mean anything if you can't build an offense, and he hasn't. And he's blown pretty much every pick on offense in the first round. I think Engram was his. But we are also uh, one of the worst maybe not, um, teams in regards to utilizing statistics in order to make picks. Oh, yeah. So what, yeah, that is also carrying over now because every team is doing that. Yeah. And the ones that are garbage are the bottom of that list. So yeah. maybe we should work on doing some of that too because it's clearly working for other teams. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it's frustrating because everyone played so well last night but Daniel Jones. Yeah. Like truly, yeah. the running game looked great too. The receivers yeah. were making garbage throws turn into... First Yo, downs and game that yards. That Shepard first down? Or Shepherd, was Slayton? No, it was Slayton. It was Slayton. Shepard had a good game, but yeah, that was Slayton who was thinking, if you're not going to throw it to me when I'm open, I'm going to go and get this ball and do it myself. And that's what he did. He caught it coming backwards three yards before the first down marker, turns around, makes a move, and still gets the first down. That should have been where the game was done. I thought it was going to be. I saw that, had a glimmer of hope. Then you say the Giants are going to score a touchdown and not get the two-point conversion, and that's exactly what happened. And yes, let's discuss quickly the Deion Lewis potential defensive pass interference. Here's my take. It's a pretty soft defensive pass interference to be called, but the flag was thrown on the play. There was not enough to pick it up, and they, of course, picked it up when earlier there was a defensive pass interference that they discussed, but the flag was on the field. There wasn't enough to pick it up. They didn't even watch a replay to pick up the two-point conversion. It almost felt like they had to give 
the Buccaneers the win. And guess what? This was just to tie the game. And they had to do another two-point conversion if this was a penalty. And there's no guarantee the Giants are going to do that. Just call the game fair and square. And, and the ref sucked last night. But you know what it was? It was like the carryover from bad refing in the BC Clemson game. Yeah. Just had me so pissed off with Great first referees half, second half. in football this yeah. weekend. Yeah. So... Man, like Football it's so frustrating. It's so sucks. so so frustrating. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sold out. <laughs> sold out. I keep saying sold on Daniel Jones, but yeah. I'm sold out on Daniel. So the Giants are up fourteen to three with a minute forty six in the first half. And I believe BC was up twenty eight to ten with a minute left in the first mm-hmm. half. No, yeah, it's just. Is it just that we went up against we went up against two pretty damn good coaches that both know how to adjust and ours didn't? I, I don't want to blame Halfley no. or Joe Judge. I, I still think that we played fairly well in that Giants game. Yeah, because um, we the scored. We other didn't score thing in the BC is one. there's one aspect of the uh, BC coaching core that I'm not really a fan of. It might be their. Hmm. Thoughts like Daddy. No. I wouldn't not. say it's their defense coordinator no. either. Is it like oh, the their O line coach? coach? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. And they, they, they actually and played a pretty good game. Rides with him, which I get. It's his first year. He wants to make it appear that yeah. all his coaching selections were good. Yeah. I'm not so Look, they sure played a good game one. against Clemson of all teams, but in in general, that's the one thing that feels like we lost uh some. We were O line you. Yeah, I that's what Adazio was good at. Obviously you need a lot more than just the O line to, you know, have a winning football team. Um, but that's what we're missing, and that's why the run games really hurt in BC. Uh, it's funny, though. It feels like I root for the same two football teams at this yep. point. Uh, well, of course, BC's record's a little better, but two young head coaches who've brought in a culture change, and things are looking up. But the young quarterback, Jakovic looks way better than Daniel Jones, but they both had their struggles in the second half this week. They were winnable games against much better teams, and it just wasn't to be. So, I, I don't know. I, it, it's sad right now. Football's sad. Uh so that was also my quote for that. Yeah. Uh, because clearly we all needed to rant. Yeah, but, we both did. So it pretty much covered two quotes in that case. Yeah, um, I have my last one then, technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one's very easy. Weird. But it's blank, a.k.a. Baby Braun. Oh, uh, uh, so with LeBron saying this, yep. uh, I, I couldn't remember. But it's DK Metcalf who he's talking about. And DK... <laughs> Is the best receiver in the NFL. And I'm just going to say, I mean, that's my hot down. take. That's hands just... down. Like, we have rode with this dude since day one. Literally. Like, like he was a beast I, coming I, in. Yeah. We knew it. Like, like, you don't see that guy and the pictures and, and comparisons to other players and be like, oh, he's going to be trash. Like, yep. no, this this is a baller. Yep. And he basically is LeBron James if he played football. He is. He, he has the he, build. Yeah. He's an absolute freak of nature. Yep. He may end up being one of the best wide receivers of all time. And, and I'm going to say that right now. Here's the thing. So, he goes... He had, like, a bad three-cone time, maybe, at the combine. Otherwise, tore it up. But it's like, well, you Didn't can't... Brady have a faster three-cone Yeah, Brady. <laughs> so, think about that. That, do- that does sound shocking. Like, but think it's of like... the pictures you saw of DK Metcalf yeah. at the draft. No, but then it's like... compare those it's like, oh, well, to Tom yeah. Brady's <laughs> with the baggy I mean. shorts. Yeah. And that man, that, that little white boy from yeah. Michigan... Exactly. <laughs> ...was faster. But their, their whole point was like, oh, well, he can't turn. He can only run in straight lines. He, he's not going to be able to run routes. That's what you're drafting him to teach him to do. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you have a wide receivers coach that can do that? You see this guy. He's a freak of nature. He's so fast. He's huge. He can catch the damn ball. And it's like, nah, you know what? He can't turn. I, I'm not going to draft him. So no one picks him in the first round. The Seahawks are like, well, we'll take him in the second. Or it might even have been the third. I think it was the second. 
how dumb were was every all 32 teams to just not take him in the first round what were the giants doing oh we were taking daniel jones uh dexter lawrence and i think deandre baker why didn't we take him instead of deandre baker we could have used that number one receiver I, it's just like look i'm not blaming gettleman on this one but in general nfl gms what was missing was it really the three cone drill like was that it because the catch that he made this week it's like a curl route that he came back caught it and it was like you know what i have space to just turn around jog around the defender and just glide into the end zone that's what he looks like when he's running he's gliding it's like i think big cat may have made this comparison i don't know who it looks like when odell was in his prime with the giants and on a slant he would just catch it and he looked like he was running slower than everyone else but yep. in fact it's like he was jogging and they were in like slow motion next to him I, it's just like he's a freak of nature that's that's what it is and it's just so damn impressive every time how he can just run dominate defenses sure he fumbled on the one yard line on that first catch but he's never going to do that again uh no matter how many times pft makes fun of him for it it's just like this dude is the best receiver in the nfl and if he's not yet he has all of the capabilities so to young be. he's yeah. so young still he like and, and with russ know, throwing out to him for Potentially the remainder of Russ's career. I mean, he's 100%, getting up there in, old, in age two. And the Seahawks would be stupid to move away from exactly, that. Exactly, 100%. And pair him with, you know, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson in that offense. Russ throwing, like I mentioned before. Yep. It's great. That, man, that Seahawks team They need nuts. a defense. They need a defense. Yeah, how about, how about you take the Seahawks offense and the Giants defense, honestly. That's a Super Bowl. I'm team. telling you, that's like, a that's a champ. It, I yeah. think that could low key take down the uh, the Chiefs. Giants low key maybe add a pass rusher to it as well. Yes, maybe if we got Chase Young last year. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, Seahawks plus any middle of the pack defense that doesn't give up 400 passing yards. How about Chargers? Sure, that'll work. That like honestly, take the Broncos, take uh, anyone but pretty much the Falcons, Cowboys, or Chiefs. Steelers, Steelers is a good one. Steelers, I'm I'm naming the the terrible oh, ones. Oh, oh. Steelers plus the Seahawks offense should go 16-0 in my book, especially seeing how good Lockett is this year, if Carson was healthy, and of course how good Metcalf has been this year. Mm. Mr. Unlimited Unlimited has been incredible <laughs> this year. So I, I, I really like the Seahawks. I don't think they're my team for the NFC. I they're the team I'm rooting for, I think but I, I don't think they're going to do it. the Mr. Unlimited thing, but now I love it. Yeah, I because saw Because he's good. Like, I True. thought he was going to make that video and, like, anything and else his worst year of his life. garbage. Huh. But no, that was awesome. Yeah. Now he's balling, and I get to call him Mr. Unlimited, and it just feels right. Next to Baby Braun. Yeah. I mean, come on. Now we need Lockett. Maybe he's, like, something with his speed. He could be the Flash Well, I think Lockett yeah. might just end up being the next, like, Larry Fitzgerald. Wow, really? I don't see the similarities. Eh, just super consistent. <laughs> okay, fair. That's like a similarity. Reliable, sure, is what okay. I meant to say by that. I would Not compare really, like, um, similar players. Mm, I think he's like a healthy Brandon Cooks. Like what okay. Brandon Cooks is like, like that ceiling. Like that one year in like New Orleans where yeah. they used him perfectly. That's what he could be with a much... Not a much better quarterback, but a more dynamic quarterback what about than like an, Russ. Oh, I don't know. This might be too weird, but like Edelman. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if they want to use him as a slot guy, I feel like yeah, he's, mean, he's more so guy. like the outside yeah, yeah, deep yeah. threat who can also come in on a slant, come in on a short route. He can do it all, and he's so damn fast. Plus, he's got the punt returner, so that's Edelman. But yeah, maybe he's like a mini Odell. I, I don't know. Lockett's sick. And Lockett's awesome. To all I, those comparisons. For years, I love yep, yeah. uh, Lockett. All those comparisons, and he's not even the best receiver on his own team. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Nuts. And they have maybe the best quarterback. No, maybe the best quarterback in the NFC. 
mm. on the team. Well, Probably, Russ is basically MVP this year. I know. I still think Mahomes is better, but I, I think he's had the better year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Mahomes is always going to be the number one quarterback after we've seen everything he can do. But yeah, top two quarterback in the league, top receiver in the league, and then another top ten guy, and no defense. <laughs> like, what a curse. Um, we were discussing this with our friend Kyle yesterday. Uh, just a quick tangent before my final quote. Um, about, one, you can never pay a running back yep. to win. But my point, and I've read about this a lot, is you can't pay a quarterback and build a full title contender. You can still win if your quarterback is just that special. But clearly, as we're seeing here at the Seahawks, you're paying Russ $30 million or more uh, per year. You clearly don't have enough money to build that O-line for him, build or give him weapons, and build the defense. And what they're missing is the defense. There's always going to be he a lack. Borderline might just be enough, though. He might be. That's like, what I'm I saying. agree with you, but like, that's why he Brady, might just be enough to yeah. get him there. You know, Brady in the Pat system obviously went against this. The one year Rodgers won, uh, I think he was out of his rookie year, so their rookie contract, excuse me. So that goes against this. But Russ's two uh, Super Bowl what appearances. What about Breeze? Breeze, sure. I think Breeze signed his contract so early. Um, like before the money got ex- like extreme, and then I think when he re-upped, it was still more than the rookie contract. Oh. So yes, that does go against it. But my point is like recently, mm. um, as we saw with Jared Goff and the Rams, uh, as we saw with Mahomes before he signed his mega extension, and I mean Jimmy G went against it, but that was a team. I don't know. Look, it doesn't always happen, but there's clearly something to be said about teams who once they pay their quarterback, the quality around them goes down, and that's what I think we're seeing here. With Seattle, but like you said, this MVP season for Russ because he's literally doing it all himself. If that defense can stop just giving up 400 yards a game, then maybe we do have a title contender. And I'd love to see that. I like Russ a lot. DK's my guy. Uh, I mean, they've won before. I always root for a new champion, but I like them. You know, we'll, we'll see what they can do. Um, do you think the Chiefs can like like are they gonna repeat? Because I don't remember the last time. I think they will. I think it's been a while since a team has won back-to-back titles. They've gone to back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, the Seahawks went to back-to-back. I'm sure the Pats did at some point. But back-to-back champs. I also... It's been a minute. It feels like the Steelers are the type of team right now that wins a Super Bowl. Yep. They're so evenly balanced out. Yep. And their defense is phenomenal while still having a pretty good offense behind a veteran quarterback like Big Ben that I think that they could... They could win it. They're the only real competition for the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Outside of the Chiefs. Um, I agree with that. Uh, Steelers are weird where their offense really has bad days, and if Big Ben gets roughed up, like, what's going to happen? But the Ravens, to me, are a toss-up, too, because really they only lost Ravens to the, aren't what they used but to they be. But yes, yes, no, that's so true. Uh, and they can really put it together. But something's missing about them, too. I, I don't yeah. know what it is. Maybe they're not running it with Lamar as much. Well, Lamar also just doesn't throw that much. True. Uh, so maybe they, they are running it, yeah, basically. No, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. If I had to make a prediction right now, this is pretty much mid-season. I think that was week eight that just ended. Um, oh, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> but uh, I think the Chiefs win the AFC. I, I just think the Steelers are the type of team that could try to shut them down. But I'm taking Chiefs offense against the Steelers defense over the Steelers offense. You, like, you know what I mean? The Chiefs defense isn't yeah. even that good. I just think Mahomes. I I think I don't after know. this uh, weekend, weird. I don't know. I'm gonna say the Steelers. 
Okay, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, uh, just because it, it just feels like that Super Bowl team. Like, who's it's coming, so balanced. Who's coming out of the NFC? Because the Packers just lost to the Vikings. If you run the ball against the Packers, they just, I don't know. Yeah. They've looked, their two losses, they look terrible. And then when <laughs> yeah. they win, they look awesome. Like, I, the Packers are really weird. They didn't even trade for a receiver. Like, Will Fuller was asking to go to the Packers, and that didn't happen. So I don't think it's them. Uh, How do they not get? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a receiver. Yet Look, again. He, is the, are the Buccaneers going to go to the, the to the championship? Excuse me. Um, because honestly, the Seahawks don't have the defense. The Packers don't have the defense or the weapons. The Bears sure as hell aren't going to be there. The NFC East won't be sending anyone. The Saints aren't good enough. Uh, the other NFC West teams. I don't think the Cardinals. They're too young. I think it's going to be Chiefs, Bucks, Chiefs win. Chiefs, Giants. Sure, why not? <laughs> Are the Giants mathematically out? Just they no, need to be out. Yet. Of course they're not, but get them out. Technically not. I don't don't think. don't give me hope. Uh and with football team this weekend, it could be a big Oh win. man, because that's the only team we've beaten so far. I don't know, dude. Do you do you think we're gonna win? Yeah. I, I yep. yeah, yeah. Because we always win when we should start losing. Is that the thing? That and also I think we ultimately had a good game against a very good Bucks team. Well, no, we did. All right, it was sorry. just Daniel Jones. We were we were sucks. ripping on them. They looked awesome, and the defenses looked great. And now the re- uh, the football team saved myself. Or do your thing, the Washington Washington Red Bulls football team of the DC slash DMV area. Right. So they don't have Haskins still. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Probably again Kyle Allen. That's why we won last time. And if we can play as well as we did this past week. Then we should win, but now I feel like we shouldn't. Think, like do you think I don't the, know. The second time we played the Cowboys, we beat uh, Gucci Danucci. Oh, we're the type of team to lose to Gucci Danucci, but he is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a sloppy game. I'm so glad I really didn't watch it. I just followed it on my computer. Um, Who was the guy I, they, were, they were looking today to bring someone up from the practice squad? Oh, I don't know the the Cowboys. Um, yes, the Cowboys. Wait. I don't know. Cooper or something? Oh, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Yeah, that's uh, Quinn's favorite guy, I think. <laughs> and I think, ironically, and he's an uh, Eagles fan, so clearly he's rooting for a bad quarterback to take over. I don't know, dude. What a mess of a division we have. I'm trying to find my final quote. I had it earlier, and I was trying to go MLB and kind of mix it up. Um, I might just do like kind of a half-point thing, especially because we've kind of been weird on points here. Um, ooh, or I have a kind of cool idea. Um, okay, I have a couple like quiz questions, uh, about the MLB instead of, yeah, instead of a quote for this final one. So, can you name the three MVP finalists in the AL? Or you can name the two Yankees up for gold glove? Oh. I know LeMahieu is up for MVP. Correct. That's number one. I just want to see. Let's consider it like a five-point quiz. And let's see how many you can get. I hate quizzes. <laughs> Especially pop quizzes. This is yeah, a pop you're getting quiz. pop quiz. Well, you knew there was a question coming. It just wasn't a quote. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Lindor? Good guess. No, but his teammate is on the Indians. On. Indians. Um... You don't have to go that route. You could go Gold Glove route, but yeah. it's it's an Indians third baseman and the White Sox first baseman are the two. Uh, I, for, I just forget it. Jose I'll Abreu, Jose Ramirez. Way too many names going around. <laughs> Can you get these Gold Glovers though? Yankees third baseman and a Yankees outfielder. Um, is Judge up there? 
No, surprisingly. I don't think really? he played enough Stanton? this year. Also, no. Also not played enough, maybe? No. And also... This is yeah. surprising. The outfielder's the surprising one. You know him. Yeah, I know. I just can't think baseball. I haven't I know, looked at baseball that was the whole so point. long that gotta, I just, like, haven't looked. We gotta mix looked. it up a little bit. Like, I know we didn't really cover the NFL games this week, but, like, it wasn't that fun of a week. I, yeah. I really didn't have a fun football week, and it was summed up by the BC loss on Saturday and the Giants loss on Monday. So I didn't even want to go into the Sunday games. Um, but yeah, so Glaber in there, throw that out. There. No, no. <laughs> Gio Urshela. Oh yeah. Clint Frazier. Oh really? Yeah. That's actually so, kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Clint Frazier wearing his mask. Sneaky. I know. So the reason I bring this up just quickly isn't really to talk about anyone but the one you actually got right, DJ LeMahieu, because he was finally offered his little qualifying offer. It's a nineteen million dollar tender that no one ever accepts. It's just that if he signs with someone else, the Yankees now get a draft pick. But we need to sign DJ LeMahieu. This is like yeah, the same 100%. kind of PSA as going out and vote. It's the Yankees have to get DJ LeMahieu. And fire Gettleman. And fire Gettleman. But more important, uh, actually, that might be more important. And get but, rid of Dolan. Yeah, sure. And All those needs. The Nets got to keep wearing the throwbacks that they just came sure, out with. Sure. And that court, tell me that beautiful throwback no, of course court. Nice. That's really course nice. nice. I hate the gray. Yeah, I know you do. Um, DJ LeMahieu. Uh, so, number one priority. I'll quickly talk about Yankees offseason. You can chime in if needed. Um, is we got to re-sign DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is becoming the focal point of this offense where it's a bunch of bombers around him and he just gets on base never needed. He can hit a home run when needed. But the dude, he won the batting crown this year, the batting title. So he he has to be number one priority. Pay the man whatever. Blank check him. He's, only, he's 32, so he's not going to ask for like 10 years. But whatever he wants, give it to him. Secondly, pitching. Tanaka's a free agent as well. Paxton's a free agent. I don't want him back. I could want Tanaka back. But maybe we go Trevor Bauer. Maybe we go Marcus Stroman. I don't know if you have any preferences there. I think but Stroman guys is there. the most realistic. He's in the Big Apple already. He pitched for the Mets this year. Yeah. Uh, pitched with the Blue Jays before that, so he knows how to pitch in Yankee Stadium. Um, he's just a cool, Honestly, a cool guy. It's just add. felt like for a while that we somehow need to get one of the Mets pitchers away from them. Right. And, and, and playing for us. so I, I know you're a Cinder... Excuse me. <laughs> I was yawning. You're a Cinder guy. Yeah, but I think Stroman is the most attainable right now. And right, I think because we can. he's a free agent. Yeah. Everybody else is a trade piece. Mm-hmm. If we were to trade, I think Cinder definitely a possibility. DeGrom certainly isn't. But any of those would be awesome. And then after that, I think the Yankees just need to shore up the bullpen. Because Tommy Canely, who was hurt, is now a free agent as well. Uh, that's it's just been an issue. Sevy was hurt. Sevy's hurt, and I hope he comes back next year because him in the starting rotation with Cole would be awesome. And Davey Garcia hopefully gets like more consistent. Um, but yeah, the MLB offseason is basically here. Like free agents have declared. We're gonna have some hot stove going during the NFL season. And then I also wanted to bring up that the NBA players are voting about when to start the next season, and it might start December twenty second. So yes, we're under two months away from basketball again. So what's going on? Like that, like, yes, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, like certainly excited for more sports to be back, but I think that's kind of crazy um, that basically everything just kind of finished the past couple uh, weeks. Uh, and now in just a couple more weeks, they'll be back. So weird, but we'll still have football during it. Um, any takes on the NBA? Do you want them to come back on December 22nd? Because no. I think LeBron said or, or Danny Green said for LeBron that he wouldn't play the first month of the season if they come back this early. He needs more rest. Uh, I agree. So what do you think? Yeah. I, they 
literally pulled off the impossible and had a near perfect season in the bubble. I I commend everyone involved Certainly. in getting that done. And it was a lot. It was being away from family and no, friends yeah. and isolating in rooms, hotel rooms that are not meant for long stays. A hotel room is meant for a week in Disney. And, yep. and Disney plans this type of stuff out so well. Sure. Kind of a Disney nerd. <laughs> but like like they like only want you there for a certain amount. Like it's only profitable to them to make it a, a, a spot where you yeah. would only be for a week. Yeah. So that's uncomfortable. You're you're playing game after game on top of this on top of this, there's social uh, unrest that's going on in the in the country yeah. as well right now that takes a toll, especially on the NBA with the heavily African American players. Um, in that league, I think take a break, take a breather, slow down a bit. You know, we still got the draft ahead of us. Let's see how people are feeling after that, and and, and what morale is like. Um, we also have an election too that kind of factors into it as well. Yeah. So I think let's wait it out. I have no problem starting with Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I think that would be a nice symbolic. It could be my birthday this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it'd be a cool symbolic start to the NBA season as well. That would be that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Now. This is sort of selfish, but it comes up from multiple teams. I just uh, thought about it through Nets Twitter. Um, is a shortened season, because of course if we don't start in December, there's probably not going to be a full 82-game season. A shortened season means these new super teams are just new teams in general. Because players are going to get traded, new players are going to be drafted, and we're going to see a lot of change, as usual, during this coming offseason. So, with all that being said, if we only play 50 or 60 games instead of 82... There's going to be a lot of teams that don't have that full chemistry going into the playoffs, and they'll be affected because of it. Most notably, will KD and Kyrie be able to play together, especially if they bring in a new piece? So, as a Nets fan, that's the one reason I don't want us to start any later than, let's say, January fine. 1st. I don't know. I mean, I, yes, they might be KD great friends. Sure, they still need to learn how to play in an NBA game together, especially yeah. with the pieces around them. I'm, I don't I'm know. concerned. I think they're fine. I hope that's true. And I love the hire of Mike D'Antoni. We haven't even talked about that yet. Just basically stripping him of the hedge coaching, you know, duties uh, that he had with the Suns and with the Rockets and with the Knicks and just being like, go draw up this offense for us. That's all you need to focus on. Don't focus on all the other stuff. Steve Nash can take care of it. I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, my one Nets minute, I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else to talk about. Maybe we're going to draft uh, R.J. Hampton if he falls at 19. I like R.J. Hampton a lot. The Knicks were interested in him, but they said, uh, they said he's a reach at 8, which is where you guys are picking, but at 19 he'd be a steal, and he seems like he can possibly fall there. Uh, Kyrie and Katie like him. Uh, I feel like it should be that the Nets like him as a whole, but that sums up the same thing. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm just excited because I think this week of like low-key no sports going on really has made me realize that I'm missing the NBA. And I know you're a much bigger basketball fan than I am, but I am missing the NBA. So I'm 100% missing the NBA. Yeah. And I have no reason to miss the NBA. I absolutely despise <laughs> having to watch every single Knicks game, but yet I do every year. It's, well, you're also it's a basketball fun. fan. Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's a lot of fun and, to have there. And I think that the league markets itself a lot better than any other sports league, so yeah. it's entertaining stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's a good point. All right, so that's it for quotes. Uh, slash quizzes, I guess. Um, let's do a quick top five, I guess. And then we'll finish with Bachelorette. So, let's go... It's going to be too tough to do a top five of just sports series. I'm thinking specific games. 
honestly, you can branch out a little bit, but I'm thinking like a sports games. Mm-hmm. We'd even just shorten it to a Mount Rushmore at four, whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll let you go first. I'll take the swing. We'll see what um, we can do. I'm going to go with arguably one of the most classic at this point, kind yeah. of classic yeah. sports video games ever. And I'm just going to keep it easy with Wii Sports. Nice. I mean, slash Wii Sports. Resort, you can take both. You can take both. Kind of the same. That's a genius first pick. Um, not the way I was going specifically, but I was looking for a classic as well. I'm going to take Backyard Baseball with mm, my first pick. Backyard Baseball. Uh, backyard Baseball slaps. Um, so much fun back in the day with them. I'll leave the other Backyard Sports on the table if you want them, but I think Baseball is really the one that sums that series up. Uh, on the swing, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2K. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll specifically take this year's 2K, 2K20. Um, it's not the best 2K ever made, um, but in quarantine, we played so much at Park and 3v3s and Rec, like with you, with Travs, with Dan. And then in general, I just think they make their games better than anyone else right now. Uh, I won't spoil who else, but I think that there were others that used to be better, and they've just kind of come in and gotten better Got into the best, I think. And we'll see if uh, that carries over to the PS5 and the next gen. But that'll be my pick, is 2K20. Um, I'm going to go Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Nice. Whether that's the new uh, updated one with new graphics. It or looks the old awesome. school. Because yeah. low-key, the old school was fire, too. It, you can take it off, but um, yeah. So Tony Hawk pick. Pro Skater, 100%. It, it just brings back memories of, of mid-2000s. Yep. Um, and then on my swing, I'm going to go... You know what's good? I'm just gonna take Madden here. Okay. I, I, I think you gotta have Madden in there at some point. Do you have a point. specific one in mind? I like Madden 16 a lot. We were talking about it earlier with Odell on the cover. Yeah, that yeah. was probably the most fun I've had with Madden uh, since, and it's honestly progressively gotten worse. <laughs> it has. But like Madden yeah. in general is yeah. a great game. Yeah, so. 100%. It's just like that's the game where you sit down and play. Yeah. Like if two people are around in the common room, we're like, let's play some Madden quickly. So I like that. I'm so glad that you didn't take this one because this should have been my number one, but it just had to be on the list. NCAA football, specifically 2014, uh, maybe the best football game ever made, and I'm, it's so upsetting that they haven't been able to make one since. I think the lawsuit was settled that soon enough they can. We'll see what happens, but regardless, that has to be up there. Um, on this swing, I'll go MLB The Show. Uh, that's the one that I was saying used to be the best game uh, by far, and they've kind of trailed off a bit. So because that'll take... I'll go, like, MLB 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, one had Joe Maurer on it. One had Dawson Pedroia. Uh, just PS3 days. It was really, really good. Graphics looked almost as good as they do now. So, shout out to them. That's my number four. Uh, so, your final two picks here. Last two here. I wanted to pick this one earlier because of where it stands with me. But Mario Super Sluggers. Oh, my, yeah. Hands down has to be up there. Good pick. Um, and then, shoot, I just had another one that I really liked. Okay. Um, let me think about this for a second. Because now I have a couple in my head. Oh, so do I. Well, we'll do an honorable mention. I'm just glad we had five each. <laughs> but I have a couple. Oh, oh, got it. NBA Jam. Ooh. All right. Classic. Oh, man, you're showing me up late here. Uh, okay, so I will respond to that with NFL Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the arcade vibe. It's not... No, specifically, they, they made a remake for the PS3, and I didn't really have a chance to play the old ones. I played so much of that game. It was so much fun. I realize now I have so much football on my list. But, yeah, like that was a great one to play. Uh, honorable mentions for me, FIFA World Cup, or in general just the FIFA franchise, 
Uh, I'm not the biggest shell guy, but shout out to NHL. That, yeah. Um, college hoops, uh, 2K8. I was like, gonna, I was gonna maybe say that's college a classic. Hoops is one of my last ones, and then, and then if <laughs> Space Jam NBA is Jam. better, but NBA Jam, <laughs> um, if we include racing games, Mario Kart would be my number five. But I Ooh. don't really know. You know, like it, that is such a classic, maybe a top video game of all time. But just because it was borderline not sports, I didn't include it. Well, how about this one, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? Also a great game. Throw oh, that my. in there. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, I thought I had. Well, I love my simulation games like Out of the Park, like Football Manager. But that's not really like top five list. They're some of my favorites and most played ever, but not really what I'm going for here. I'm going WWE. for classics. WWE has always made great games. UFC, good games. Also good games. Um, Could you... Oh, I mean, does fighting qualify? Because then maybe Smash. Maybe... Then you're kind of... Because UFC is a sport. Smash isn't... But it kind of is. It's It's in the the same same vein vein. of like Street Fighter. Also good. Mortal Kombat. Also goaded. I had another one. Oh, any of the Tiger Woods or Roy McIlroy PGA Tour. Great games. Um, Not top five, but I've played a lot of those. Um... Yeah, we have a good list here. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, very final one. PS3. There was like an arcade baseball game called The Bigs. So mm, good. I remember that. So good. That game was awesome. So there's our list. Hopefully you guys agree with all the picks we made. We made a lot there. Finally, quickly, a little Bachelorette recap. The the show was supposed to be tonight. Obviously because of Election Day, it's now going to be on Thursday. And it's really, it's about to get real. So, uh, Coleman, please give us the recap. Yeah, I, it's been a while since we watched, so I kind of am drawing a blank on what okay. specifically. I got happened, it. I got it. But I, <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah, give the basic. What actually is happening is Claire is falling more and more in love with Dale. Yep. And it's becoming apparent to the group now. Right. So now the group is. I I kind of remember what happened. Yeah. The group is going against Dale because Dale keeps sneaking off to be with Claire. And yeah. she's not really fighting it. Not at all. She wants Dale clearly. She's not following the rules. She's if there not, are rules, because maybe there aren't. The but in terms of old Bachelorette seasons, she's not at all mm-hmm. playing. You know, going with the system. But keep going. So they're kind of hooking up on the side, and the other guys are mad and like rightfully and so. Rightfully so, because you know they come on the show and Claire immediately. Was all over Dale, was all into Dale, was locked in. Good for her. Good on for Dale, her. Right from the start. Yeah. If you listen to our last talk about it, night one, or our last maybe two weeks ago. Right. But night one, she was all in on first glance at him. Yep. So I also can't blame her for that, though, because sometimes, you know, it's love at first sight and, and you're all in right away. It just kind of sucks for a reality TV format. Yeah. But. We said it'd be a cool season. We said it'd be something yeah, we've never no, seen before. Yeah, and it's I'm, I'm been cool. Yeah. The last episode wasn't great, though. Mm-hmm. Because it literally was. Like, I was getting mad. Like, actively mad at Claire. Being like, just... She doesn't think she's in the wrong. Maybe she's not. But all these guys, you know, doing a little bit of a roast of Dale while they're roasting others. And she is getting personally upset about a guy that is just on the same level as all the other 20 of them that are still trying to compete for her. It's clear that she has a favorite. Just go, leave the show, pick your favorite, and let Tasha come in and be the new Bachelorette. That's my prediction for Thursday. I think they basically told us that's what's going to happen. But yeah, it was just a painful episode that compared kind of to the uh, Jessica from Love is Blind, who just, well, on different you know re- levels where they just didn't really go with the flow of the show. Bars right there. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of ruins it as a viewer experience. Yeah, I, I think we, this week... 
we also have that weird kind of uh, ongoing. I, like, I don't know. There's so much wrong with the season that, like, it's kind of hard to pinpoint what to talk about because, like, we've had some guys go on dates with Claire who then she immediately disses because she's so in love with Dale and doesn't even show up for dinner. So then they're kicked off. But then what if Claire now leaves? Then are they brought back? Is anyone brought back? Is it a, everyone who was kicked off is brought back? Like, we don't know. Now, this week... It looks like it's coming to a head. I predict the end of the episode is going to be that big reveal that Claire is done. She wants to just be with Dale, which, you know what, good for them, whatever. But we are now going to be gifted a new Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And at the end of last week's episode, so if you haven't watched, tune out, but you should have by now. Taysha. I I already spoiled it. (laughs) Did you really? I did. Oh, I missed that part. But Uh, (laughs) Taysha. So go back, listen to Aiden's part, come back here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Pretend you didn't hear it, <laughs> and then we can move on, but yeah. Tasha's the new Bachelorette. Seemingly, because all they did was flash a picture of her, like, walking out of the pool to us, and then just, she that was sense. the ending. Yeah, I mean, it does. It, and in a year... That's with, what I thought was going to be the Bachelorette to begin with. Yeah, I, and she should be. I yeah. mean, I mean personally, I would like John Paul Jones and Tasha to have gone off and lived happily in some weird... Wow, we gotta rewatch that rural <laughs> setting. Because I think that's just how John Paul Jones would live someday. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so coming into this week, that's kind of what we're heading into. It's been weird. There hasn't been a consistency to kind of like pinpoint everything for right. just this one little segment. I think once, potentially, it's going to be Tasha shows up, we can kind of get back to normal. Yep. Back on track. Normal Bachelor talk. And we'll be good to go. Yeah, but you bring up a good point to finish. Um, is what's going to happen with the pool, you know, of guys that were competing. I think personally, I don't know. I'm 50-50. On one hand, I do think that, you know, she deserves a chance with every single guy that had been brought in. But all these guys came here for Claire. They didn't come here for Tasha. So, honestly, I don't know. It's obviously not going to be a new pool of guys. It's going to be the same that we've seen because it would be unfair to them to just be thrown off and then midway through, whole new season of Bachelorette. That's not what they're going to do. Maybe but do you just roll with who's been eliminated? I don't like out? that either, though, because it was Tasha Claire's could have choice. Missed out on one of the other guys that. But then again, Claire got rid of. Usually, the guys you get rid of is like a dull personality night one. It's not a type thing. It's a I can't vibe with any of these people. So because of that, I'm assuming Tasha goes the same way. I actually do think Claire and Tasha have similar like fiery personalities. So I don't think there's a difference there. Maybe bring back the guys who were sent home post night one. Night one. Sure. So, or give them the opportunity to be like, hey, it's going to be Tasha. Do you want to come back? And also, then, sure. Because like some of the guys, in theory, show up for the Bachelorette that is there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if they're not really into Tasha, which I don't know why you wouldn't be because she's yeah. adorable. Yep. Um, then, you know, maybe they'll, they'll just roll with whoever wants to come back who's already been taken away and the guys who are currently there. Also, you're mid-season, so you don't have enough time to finish this season. Sure, it'd be awesome for them and for us to produce more episodes and have more to be watched, especially when you missed out on a full Bachelor year. But, or not a Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise is what they missed, right? Or a Bachelorette. It got moved back to here. They should be mm-hmm. doing Bachelor. Regardless, they missed out on TV episodes. They can make up for them with a ending or a longer episode or a longer series, rather, and with all that being said, we could get a full Tasha season, which would be dope. I just think they're going to, you know, carry in midway through, pick up where they left off with the people that are there, and just go from there. And that's fine, too. <laughs> I just don't really like what's going on with the Claire stuff. 
And I think Taish is going to be, you know, a breath of fresh air here. So that's my story with it, uh, my takeaways. So, yeah. That's all I got to do. I'm bashful now, dude. I'm ready to roll Well, I do want to watch on Thursday. Yeah, I, I need to get back into it. But until then and until our next episode, we will hopefully have some more sports to talk about than we did this week and maybe some happier stories with BC and nope. the Giants. Dude, there's, it's potentially a civil war. So. Oh, well, that too. Um, <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> oh, man. No, we're not leaving it with no, that. Not, we, we will have, we'll have a great week, and we will be back next week to maybe with an interview, maybe not, but just talk more sports with you guys and, you know, Keep some keep some good good feelings. In Another live stream soon for oh, sure. Oh, true. That's true. Tonight we are recording on Tuesday, like we said before, on election night. So, you know, there's a lot more important stuff going on. We don't want to hold you guys to a, a you know our silly live stream. Yeah. Um, and last week was BCD. Yeah. So you know we've had a, a pause on it, but yeah. definitely want to get a live stream out very very soon. Right, right. I'll leave you with this. You want to know how bad the MLB is at marketing? They're airing the Gold Glove Awards tonight. Tonight on election day tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. So and if they want to market the, the, the league, maybe pick a different day. Or just have us be their head of we marketing we because we decided not to yeah. have a, <laughs> a live stream that gets 10 at most-ish yeah. viewers on the night of the election. Exactly. So come on. Yeah. It, come on. All come right. On. So uh, if anyone knows people in charge of MLB... Uh, hook us up and otherwise we, we literally had the director oh, yeah. of marketing yeah. at MLB Network oh, on the show oh, no. uh, <laughs> shout out please. Tim Shannon sorry Tim okay but anyway um, I'm sure that wasn't his he, he works at nah, the network for a network yeah yeah, yeah it's not it's not his fault uh, but Tim maybe you can help us then maybe tell them not to air it tonight regardless thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back for some more fun next week probably live so see you then see you